Welcome back to Growth Over Easy. Today, I'm joined by Heidi from Joyfully Divorced. Hey, Heidi, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me, Lily. I'm so excited to jam today. I'm glad you're here. So we met because I was on your podcast recently, or we did an interview recently. I'm not sure if our release dates, if that will be out when this comes out or vice versa. Um, And we met, you found me on TikTok and I started following you and you coach women that are going through divorces. That's it. Exactly. Basically in short, it's like anybody who's divorced and navigating that heartache and heartbreak space. How do we heal our hearts, reclaim our joy and move forward faster? Because I know when I was going through divorce, it was like, I felt totally joyless. I didn't know how to even heal myself or that there were even tools to do that. And the number one thing was, I know we don't want to rush healing, but how do we move faster and faster in the sense of if I didn't do anything versus if I actually stepped into my growth. So I am obsessed with your platform. First of all, I love your podcast, Growth Over Easy. It is a joy to be on here today. And I just love the way that you show up in the social media world. You're just real, raw, authentic. So I'm really excited to chat today. Uh, I appreciate that so much. That's very kind of you. And I love what you're doing because it's being intentional about our pain. And I believe that pain has the potential to produce more growth than happiness ever could if we're intentional with our healing and we're grieving in a healthy manner. We're allowing ourselves to feel, we're allowing ourselves to experience those emotions, but we're not camping out there and staying stuck. That's it. That is, that's everything is we don't want to stay stuck in that system. So I always say like, you can either stay stuck on the, on the, you can stay stuck on the struggle bus or join me on the joy jet. So I just want to give (laughs) everybody that I meet a first class ticket on that joy jet to be that MVP of their life, the most valuable player of your life. And I believe that you and I both have the tools and 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 the practice, both professionally and personally, in order to help people do that. I want to go back to what brought you to this work, because you mentioned, and I know this, but the audience doesn't get that you went through a divorce. And it's unfortunately, it's a really common thing. People go through breakups or divorces. And I think you found me through a video where I said, you know, going through a divorce was like losing someone to death. Like it's that grieving process of this person who is so enmeshed in my life is no longer there. And I'm having to pick up the pieces and find myself. Can you paint a picture of kind of what that pain looked like for you when you experienced that season? Oh my gosh, I would absolutely love to. So It's interesting because if I take you back just a little ways before all of this kind of came to be, I was living the life, to be quite honest. I want to be totally transparent about this. I was married to my best friend, having a blast in our social circles. We were both climbing the corporate ladder, all the things, you know, all the things. So from the outside, it looked like we had it all. And we decided to move to California um, a couple years after we were married. And that was away from all of our family and friends. And we wanted to start a life on the West Coast because he got a job out there in the construction industry, which is a much better place to do construction than the than Michigan, quite frankly. So, and I, I think that my soul, no, I know that my soul had always wanted to 
experience life out of the bubble. And we call my home the bubble. It was just literally this bubble that not very many people penetrate and get out of. Everybody just kind of follows in the footsteps of their parents, has the kids, gets the pets, does the things, stays in town. Not a lot of people get out of the bubble. And I think deep down, I wanted to get out of the bubble. So we moved to California in about two years into our life there, we both felt a major shift. And I don't think that either of us could really explain it at the time, but it was a big shift. And I think this is important because we had learned to allow our logical mind to make all of our choices. Like so many of us, right? We just like let that busy brain go and go and go and make the logical choices. And sometimes the best things for us are not logical at all. I don't know if you can agree with that, but they make the least sense, right? But what I've learned, and I didn't know this then, is that our bodies really do know. Our hearts know. Our intuition knows what we need, even before our brains can figure out what that is. And at the time, we both listened to those nudges and decided collectively that the best thing for us was going to be divorce. Um, now this is, I, I, have I've, haven't met anyone in my life who's had this story or had this experience. Sometimes it feels very lonely, but I'm just trying to be transparent in case somebody can get something from what I'm sharing here. But let me tell you that announcing divorce to my family and friends who loved us and loved our relationship and did so much with us as a couple that was the most uncomfortable and hard thing to do, especially because there was no logic behind it. There were there no there were no logical reasons we could give people, you know, like we were cheated on or this happened or we just, you know, like we were fighting all the time or we just didn't have it. So the interesting thing is his parents, his parents had been through divorce before. And I think so when we started feeling disconnected, it was like. I think his body went, let's not go through the mess I went through as a child. Let's just, let's move on and move forward. And little did we know the amount of growth that was about to happen. And by growth, I what I really mean is pain and discomfort and uncertainty and WTF. I don't know if we can swear here, but so WTF did we get ourselves into, right? But we both knew deep down that for our souls to feel right in the long haul, for us to feel like we were lighter and brighter and and for us to move forward, we had to do this and, and go through that. And so we got divorced and I thought like, okay, now we're going to be okay. We helped each other move into new spaces and all the things, but turns out it was hell for me and I lost all sense of myself and I lost all sense of my joy and I lost, I literally was just trying to make it through every single day and every day felt like Groundhog's Day until I just got sick of it, Lily. Like I just finally, after having Groundhog's Day, and I'm talking months and months and months and months, and not knowing that maybe I was depressed, maybe I was grieving, not maybe that I was depressed, that I was grieving, that I 
was isolating and, you know, avoiding a lot of things, I knew that there had to be more for me. Like that's the whole reason we got divorced was to actually find ourselves and and move through life with everything that we've got. So one day I was in my usual spot of laying on the bathroom floor, just like bawling my eyes out. Right. And something came over me. It was just kind of like divine intervention. And the voice that came to my heart was like, get up, get up and fight for your joy. And I was like, whoa, I don't know what this is, but I'm getting up. And literally from that day forward, I decided to choose growth over easy. I love that. And I love what you said, fight for your joy, because in my experience, at least in life, like I've also gone through a divorce and have several people that I care about deeply. I've lost them to death. And it is, it's almost a fight for your joy. It's this intentional, like, I'm going to go after this thing even if I'm not currently experiencing it in my life, yes. I I want to have it again. And your story is, I will say, very different than any story I've ever heard about <laughs> the relationship ending. But I think it goes to show that even, even relationships that end peacefully, because I've had breakups like that in life where neither person did anything wrong. It's just the relationship wasn't going to continue because, you know, maybe it was core values out of alignment. Maybe it was, you know, the future that both people wanted was out of alignment. But even those relationships that didn't end in infidelity or any form of abuse, those relationships, it was still a grieving process and incredibly painful. And I think sometimes when we experience something that isn't bad by like the world standards, like nothing bad happened to you. You chose that, right? Like you made that decision. There is still grief that comes with that. Yes. Lots and lots of grief. Lots. I mean, uh, he truly was my best friend. He truly was um, my significant other. And I've shared this with you, I think, uh, um, privately, that I think where a lot of people feel like their fault, they fall apart is because significance is one of our main core needs. And so when we label ourselves as significant others, the irony is that we don't even realize it unconsciously. We are finding some or a lot of significance from being the other, right? And so then when we don't have the other, we go, well, who the hell am I? I'm not even significant anymore. I don't even matter anymore. Like, and trying to come back from allowing yourself to nurture that part of significance and reclaim who you are is such a huge part of the healing journey. Absolutely. So take me back to where you're on the bathroom floor. You hear this, this voice, whether it's like inside of you being like, fight for your joy. You got up. What did you do? Like, how did you Mm. begin fighting for joy in your life? Oh my gosh. I love this question because, and I think it will lead to something that I'd love to share with your listeners today, which is called my simple system. Um, But we can get to that later. What I did, and I'm not even joking, is I literally got it up. I put my shoes on and I didn't know where I was going, but I knew I had to go somewhere other than the bathroom floor. And at the time I was living in California and I know not everybody has a beach and a beach path like I did. I was very fortunate. It was right there. 
Um, and I walked outside and I didn't stop walking. I just kept walking and walking and walking. And something inside of me that fight for your joy turned in for, into look for your joy. So what I started to do is even though I don't feel it right now, I am going to be relentless about finding it. And even though I can't find it in myself right now, because I feel like shit, (laughs) I'm going to find it in other things and other people that are evidence. What we wanted, what we want to do is find evidence of what is possible for us, even though we can't see it right now. And whether that's like a job that you want or a relationship that you want or a a house that you want or whatever it is that you think you want. For me, it was like, I want some freaking joy. We have to be open to witnessing the opportunities right in front of us. So I created a system for myself called joy spotting. And hashtag joy spotting, you guys will see it on my social media once in a while now. I don't do it as much as I could, but I still engage in it when I know that I need it. It's a tool of mine. And so I walked out and I just kept walking and I kept collecting joy, spotting joy. And it was like, oh, those people are roller skating and they were full of joy. Oh, those people have a drum circle. They're full of joy. Oh my gosh, look at those cute little babies playing in the sand. Oh my gosh, so much joy. Even if it's not in people, because people can be kind of triggering when you're going through things and you can start to compare yourself and go, oh, well, it's because they're in a great relationship. It's because they have kids. It's because they live at the beach. So even if you strip that down, I find healing in nature. So it was like, wow, those flowers are full of joy. That moon is full of joy. That sun is full of joy. This, you know, whatever it is that you can collect is the first thing that I did. And I would just do that every day and every day and just collect more and more joy until some of that started to shift into things that I noticed for myself. Ah, that is so good. And joy spotting. I love that. I'm going to start hashtagging joy spotting and tagging. Yes. Because I, I say something similar to people. I'm like, you have to look for the good and you'll find it. And it's like, whether we look at the science part of, you know, the reticular activating system in your brain is filtering for what you tell it to filter for, or we want to look on the side of the law of attraction, like what you're putting out, you're pulling back to you. When you look for the good, when you look for joy, you'll find more of it in your life. So if you're walking around in frustration or anger or sadness, like that's what you're going to find more of because it's constantly, it's on your mind and you're noticing it. So I love that exercise. That's so good. Anyone listening, like that's why a gratitude practice can be so helpful. Um, And I always suggest to people like either something you witnessed or something you experienced. So even in your case, if you can't find it within yourself, but you know, at some point it existed because you've experienced joy prior to yes what you were going through. It's like, you knew the joy was out there. You just had to find it, even though it didn't, it wasn't currently inside of you. It's like, I can find it in other areas. Yeah. And sometimes I like to think of it like a candle that's burnt out. Sometimes we just need to ignite it again. We need to just light it again and give ourselves the opportunity to light that candle. Because if we're lighting the candle of, of maybe let's say confusion, right? 
and we're lighting that candle of confusion or chaos or overwhelm or stress, if we're just lighting those all the way around us, that's going to be lit up in our life, right? So what candles do you want lit up around you? We've got to just give ourselves the opportunity to just light those. And the flame might be really little until it's burning bright. So you started to notice a difference inside of you. You started to find that joy within. What happened in your life that made you transition from, okay, I've had this experience with divorce. I'm healing through it. I'm growing through it. What made you take the leap into becoming someone that coached other people through the painful experience of divorce? Mm, Okay. So this is a great question. First and foremost, I have always had this burning passion for service, for being present, holding space and being present with others. I've had it my whole entire life from a young age until now. And I just didn't know what that looked like. In fact, so much to the point where my mom was a kindergarten teacher for over 30 years. And people would always say, I look a lot like her. I sound a lot like her. People would always say, oh, you're, you're going to be a teacher, right? You're a teacher, right? And I was like, no, I'm not a teacher. But um, I went on to lead a totally different career path in event planning. And I did that for over 15 years. And honestly, it was going through divorce And then finding a coach and mentor that supported me through and gave me some of the tools and practices that I use today, it was realizing that those people are such pivotal, transformative necessities on this planet, and that I could be one of those people because I had experienced it full throttle. And the other part of this was when I was going through healing, I was the biggest skeptic. (laughs) All right. So I would give my coach a run for her money and say, I don't don't know, but I, I also would try everything. She had a whole system that she took us through for 12 months. And I decided that, all right, there's not one thing that I'm not going to try. I'm going to try everything so that she can't say, oh, well, it's because you didn't try something because you didn't do this one thing that I told you you need to do. So I went all in on all the tools and all the practices. And I was shocked that even with the skepticism in the behind my mind, because my mind wanted to tell me like, I'll see if this works, right? I'm in a lot of pain. I'm in a lot of heartbreak. She's never been divorced before. She's not going to get it. With Even with all of those brain barriers, if you will, my life began to drastically shift. I mean, drastically. My friends were changing. I called in love again. My job, I was just getting promotion after promotion in my other job. And I know it was a result of choosing to find myself again. That self-discovery part, wow, that is something else. But then also I learned a lot of body-based practices, like how to heal from the inside out is how a lot of people describe it. But I describe it as like somatic-based, deep cellular practices that make our body feel differently. So our mind gets on board with it. And 
all I knew, Lily, is I was like, I need to share this with people. If this has made my life, my life, in all my skepticism, change from junk to joy in a year, I know there are women laying on the bathroom floor like I was going, how do, how do I get myself out of this pit? I, and, and I look for those women every single day. It's literally what gets me up and out of bed in the morning. It's what keeps me going is knowing that that version of me has the ability to massively change if she just decides to say yes to stepping into under like learning and practicing those tools. So that's why I'm here right now. And one of my mentors, so the same mentor told me um, this phrase and she said, it gets to be easy. And for a while I bought into this phrase, and I think this is totally relevant to your podcast, Growth Over Easy. For a while I bought into this phrase. Oh, I would just tell myself, Lily, I would say, okay, it's okay. I know it feels hard, but it gets, it gets to be easy. It gets to be easy. I'll just tell myself it gets to be easy. Well, what actually happened was I realized that that phrase didn't work very well for me. <laughs> Because my body, my body knew that I was trying to shortcut like by using a cute affirmation or a positive mantra. And I'm all for positive mantras and affirmations when you believe that they are it. But if they're not believable, then it's not going to work. So one of my tricks is to tell the truth. And I know it sounds simple, but it's to tell the truth. And the phrase that supports me now is, when I look at, instead of it gets to be easy, as I say, like, I can do hard things. I can do hard things because that feels like the truth to me. And if I lean into the lessons of the hard things, there's so much growth to be had. Um, but I think a lot of times people confuse the word easy with simple. I, and I think they're two totally different things. Yes. I, I want to make a point on that because I completely agree because I hear it all the time, like relationships, if it's the right person, it should be easy. And I'm like, first off, like what? I don't think easy is a good thing. A lot of things are easy in life that are not good for you. Going to McDonald's is easy, but you're not nourishing your body. Like one could argue cooking, while you could cook something simple, isn't as easy. It, it takes, you know, it takes time, it takes intention. And so I'm a, yeah, a big proponent that easy is not what we're looking for. And for me personally, it's like, I'm, I'm looking for growth. I'm looking for those areas that I can expand. So I love that you said that. And I also, what you said about, you know, positive affirmations. Yes. Like we can't just like when, what was, tell me again, what was the phrasing she used for you guys? It gets to be easy. Yeah. It gets to be easy. It gets to be easy. I think it puts us with the wrong intention at like, I'll just get through this and everything will be fine instead of us really looking for how we can grow and how we can develop ourselves through hard things. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like I heard somebody say one time and I use it all the time. It's like, just choose your heart. If you can do hard things, sometimes, sometimes all your options are hard options. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're just like, none of this feels easy. And I know when I was going through divorce, I was like, not one part of this feels easy. But no. I, if I can ask myself, like, which one of these options, which one of these hard options 
is going to get me closer to the woman I want to be and the life I want to live, and I go with that hard option, there is so much growth and gain that comes from that hard thing than any easy option would have ever, ever allowed me. Yes, because there are like you will go through things in life that are hard. Like everyone will if you haven't up until this point in your life and you're listening. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but at some point something will happen that you will have the opportunity to decide is this like a catalyst or a crutch? Am I going to grow through this or am I going to let this just change the person that I want to be in a more negative way? And I think we sh- like sometimes shy away from the uncomfortable things. Because they are, they're uncomfortable. Like they're, it's not always fun. And I love fun. But when we lean into that growth, that's where we expand. And I'd love to hear, because you've mentioned it twice out of your simple. Voice mm. spotting was part of that. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yes, I can. Um one of the things that I also want to offer up before I share that is that you just said, this is, this isn't fun, right? This isn't fun. And I felt like that a lot during the hard stuff. One thing I want to offer up is this phrase really has helped me a lot during the hard stuff or things that you don't really take pleasure in. I want you guys to ask yourself, how can I enjoy this moment more? in whatever it is you're doing, because literally before we got on this podcast, I have, um, I call them the in-laws, even though we're not married yet, we've been living together and together for a while. The in-laws are coming in 24 hours. And before I jumped on here, it was like, clean the toilets, clean the floors, do the things, all the things, hang the Christmas lights, put the new bedding on. And that stuff to me, although it doesn't feel hard, it's, it's not fun, but it's, what people coming into our house and feeling comfortable, that does feel nice to me. So what I do is I invite myself to think the phrase, how can I enjoy this moment more? And I use it sometimes when I'm feeling frustrated waiting in lines at the grocery store or wherever. And I try to get super present with myself and ask myself, how can I enjoy this moment more? Maybe I can turn on some music. Maybe I can take a couple deep breaths. Maybe I can, if I'm on a boring call with my boss, let's say, maybe I can draw hearts on my paper, like anything that you can do. Maybe you can take a sip of water because you're just feeling a little dehydrated and edgy. So anyways, that was very off topic, but I hope that helps somebody listening is if you're doing things you don't like, just ask yourself, how can I enjoy this moment more? No, that is a great tip. And I think especially like with the holiday seasons, actually this will come out in January. So maybe I should mention the holiday season. But especially with just like you said, like someone coming over, it's doing mundane tasks around the house, but knowing that you're doing it for a greater purpose can bring more enjoyment. Like you're not doing it just for the sake of doing it. You're doing it so you have something nice and warm and inviting to show to someone else. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So I looked up two phrases for us in the dictionary because I love to like have the dictionary as a reference at at points in time. So the first thing is easy. Let's talk about easy. According to the dictionary, it says that easy is achieved without great effort, presenting few difficulties. That is the definition of easy according to Webster. Simple, according to Webster, is plain, basic, the straightforward nature of something. 
It's just simple, straightforward. So the truth is what you're growing through may not be achieved without great effort or a few difficulties. That's not true because self-discovery and recovery and relationship building with yourself and with others does require great effort and you might be presented with difficulties along the way. So that's why I strongly advise working with someone, a coach, a mentor, so you can just stay on course. I know for me, that was super helpful because I can be all over the place. But many of the tools and practices that I share with my clients are simple. They're simple. The daily practices for healing um, don't have to be complicated. They can be straightforward. And the hard part is just showing up using the simple stuff, in my opinion. And again, that's why I recommend not doing it alone, but rather having someone journey with you, stay with you for support, accountability, and acknowledgement of your growth, right? So I use simple as an acronym for steps of the healing journey. And when we're faced with roadblocks or heartbreak or junk or funk or whatever it is, you can remember simple. It's easy to recall because it's simple right? So the S of simple is slow down and find safety, slow and safety. So we're often just moving way too fast in order to figure out what our next best step is, or we're often moving way too fast to find that stillness and safety within ourselves to let the fear drop down a bit let the chaos calm a bit, and then feel safe enough to actually take that next step. So that's the S. Now the I is intention. And I know that you're a big one on intention, as am I. But once we slow down and feel safe, like what's the intention behind what I want to do? What I want to have for myself, where I want to go? Then the M in simple is make a move, make a move. We got to use that intention and make a move with it. And sometimes it's like mapping out where you're going to go, taking action. And sometimes it's physically moving your body, right? So whatever that looks like for you, make a move. The P in simple is permission. And a lot of times we just need to write ourselves the permission slip. I have permission to be scared and take action anyway. I have permission to give myself compassion. I have permission to trust myself. I have permission to be sad right now. This feels like heck, I'm going to be sad right now. So writing yourself that permission slip. The L is lens or lesson, a loving lens or the lesson. How am I going to choose to view this situation? Yesterday, I was considering moving my body, but I looked outside and I was like, it is so gross and dreary out. It is so rainy and so yucky. And then I went, L, not for a loser, but for lens. <laughs> and I went, oh, what can, if I had a loving lens on this, what, what would it be? And that loving lens was, wow, it's going to feel good to breathe fresh air. It's going to feel so good to move my body. I'm going to move some of the junk that's been stagnant in my system today. And it changed everything for me. And sometimes it's not the lens that you're looking through. Sometimes it's a lesson. What is this here to show me? 
what is this here to teach me? And I know that's a big one for you, especially in the growth over easy space. It's like, it may be hard, but what's this here to show me? How can I grow from this? So I love the lens or lesson. And then the E is really simple. It's encourage. We don't give ourselves enough encouragement every day. It is literally, there's a book by Mel Robbins called The High Five Habits. I love it. You're supposed to high five yourself in the mirror, even when you feel kind of dorky. Yes. Pat yourself on the back. I, I mean, sometimes my clients call me a life cheerleader. They're like, I just needed my cheerleader today, right? Because we don't give ourselves the praise, the encouragement, the validation, especially when we're going through tough stuff or growth. So that's simple. That's the simple system. I love the simple system. And the P especially really spoke to me because I know in my personal life, it's giving myself permission. And I'm sure other people struggle with this, whether it's permission to feel something deeply, permission to feel better. I remember after losing my mom, I remember asking myself, I'm like, when is it okay to have a good day? Like, when am I allowed to feel good again? Even though I still, it's a dichotomy. I still am sad. I'm still grieving, but when is it okay? And I felt the same way getting divorced. I was like, when is it okay? Like how much time has to pass before I can laugh and smile with people? And it's not too soon in a way, even though I'm still grieving. So that really resonates with me. Heidi, Mm -hmm. where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me. I play a lot on social media. So on Instagram or TikTok at joyfullybe or at joyfullydivorce.com is my website. Those are the best ways to find me. We're kicking off some cool stuff in the new year with the women's growth group. Um, But there's lots of neat things out there on the website that you can poke around at. And I will put all of that in the show notes. The last question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast, it is called growth over easy. And, you know, I feel strongly about choosing growth in life, but that doesn't always mean the same thing to everyone. So what does growth mean to you? Mm, I love this question so much. For me, it is being willing, being willing to push your edges to create expansion in your life. Expansion is the best way that I can explain it is just really allowing yourself to experience more through expanding those edges that you maybe didn't even realize were there. That makes so much sense. I feel like it's that same, like going to the edge of like, whether it's your comfort zone, the edge of, you know, what you thought was possible and expanding past that. Thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you for the work you're doing. Again, I think divorce is a very difficult and hard thing to go through. I don't wish that pain on anyone, but it's good to know that there are people like you in the world that are out there to support others as they navigate that incredibly painful experience. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to do it alone. If only I had somebody doing what I'm doing now back when I was living through it. Game changer, right? So thank you for having me. I feel you on that. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure you'll be back. I'm glad that we have met and we're able to go back and forth on each other's shows. And this won't be the last time. Awesome. So thank you so much, Lily. I appreciate it. Thanks, Heidi.